Hello again, Pastor Deborah here. Welcome. We're in another portion part episode of the wonderful letter that was given to me for you called My Dear Spiritual Child Letter from me, Agape Love Himself. For he wanted you to know there was no distance, no time that would stop him from coming to you, reaching you, speaking to you. He traveled through space and time, through realms, through fire and flames to get to you. So you could hear him and his great love for you. So welcome. We're here once again with a Zoom studio video through Zoom Pro and a motion video by Pixabay. I don't use that green screen, remember? So you might see my hand sort of disappear, my background around my hair come through. I might not be as clear to you as if I was just using a regular background. So please forgive me, but it's so much easier just to sit down, set everything up, and go. I try to record one or two a day. I've got a lot of editing to do and regular housework to do. I'm physically here in my living room. But spiritually, where these words are life and light, we are in the realm of the spirit. Yes, I'm teaching to you in the garden. Well, how did you get here? You were brought because your heart was seeking help. I just had a whole nation yesterday brought to me by their president. They were being threatened. They didn't know what to do spiritually. The lions were coming, the bears. They were afraid spiritually, but we've got them now. So in case they do die, an earthly death, they'll go right on up. Their little ones will all be safe spiritually. Now, this is for the forever person inside the dirt. Now, the soul will feel lots of fear and torment. The physical body may die. People lose family members, children, bets. Houses and homes, but the forever person, you, that, that part of you, that these words are for and to and about, they will be fine. Can't stop what happens in the earthly world. That's run by the kingdom of darkness and its king, Satan, the very adversary of love, joy, and peace. He works through the spirit of those that are weak. He works through their souls and their physical bodies. Mm -hmm. But this whole nation, all that came to me, became my spiritual children. My nation of people to guard and protect. They don't realize it's not about the earthly land. This earth is going to burn up one day. And God is going to destroy it himself. He said he will fold it up as an old garment. 
Maybe the sun will explode. But he said during that time, all of humanity who believes in him will be up in his heaven, his kingdom, his realm. Getting judged, getting their new bodies and waiting for a new earth to be created. Then they'll get to go back to a new earth. So we're working for long-term goals of a new earth. This earth that has blood spilt on it, that grows corruption and greed and has a home of satanic beings and Satan and their kingdom of darkness, ignorance, government. That will all be gone one day. But right now, this is where we all are. This is the playing field, the battleground here on earth. So let's begin this new part of the letter. I had just finished up Isaiah 61 and 62. So you would learn the Father's heart, his desires and prophetic words that he spoke about you, over you, for you, decreed that was to happen in the fullness of time. For many of you today, it is the fullness of time. And we are now beginning part number 21. We're back to the regular part of the letter, which had many wonderful uh, articles in it, poems, words, hope, encouragement. And then at the end, lots of prayers. So let's get into this one. Number 21. Mm -hmm. And it was called Lions and Fire. Spears and arrows. Then we're going to get to the second part to give you hope. But before we begin, let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for all those that you have drawn here today in your garden and your presence. We want to thank Zoom Pro and we want to thank Pixabay for the motion video. This wonderful one. Yeah, this is, I try to use the motion videos to help you to visualize and see and imagine the realm of the spirit, because most people cannot see in there. And if they do, they don't want to talk about it. Pastor Deborah is a different kind of pastor. I talk about that realm. I've had to learn about it, move in it, be in it. Most of my life, I had a lot to learn about it. I didn't know much at all. Didn't even know it existed when I first was saved at age four. Churches didn't talk about it. Mm -mm. But I had to learn because the very first people I really started ministering to were witches and warlocks and priests, high priests of a satanic nature. Multi-generational Satanist. That's right. They were the top of the line. The elite models of Satan's kingdom. They had been that way for generations. All the way back to the very beginning. So I had to learn. And I still have to ask God, show me what I can't see. Show me what it's like inside. The thoughts of a forever person. 
that person that has near-death experiences, that leaves its body and disassociates from abuse, the one who upon earthly death will leave its body. I just saw a wonderful movie about King Arthur, Mm -hmm. where the son of Morgana, I think his name was Mordred, was so sad. He had to serve his mama. And in this movie, he had wanted to help people, but he didn't even think he had a soul, which meant a spirit. But he did. He tried to save somebody, and he died. And in his dying breath, he was even happy to go to hell for all the sins and bad things he has done, even though those that were standing around him forgave him. He was just happy that some part of him, somewhere inside of his physical body, his hurt and fear, there was a soul, a forever person, because he didn't think he had one. Many of us are like that. We think our only life is just now, our soul's life and what goes on. We don't give any thought. Sometimes at death we do, sometimes we don't. To what is beyond death. So he was happy at his death. He didn't feel forgiven, but he was. But that he just had a spirit, what he called a soul. And he would live on. Some of us are like that. We do evil, wicked things all our life. And then at the moment of death, we want to get cleaned up, be forgiven. Because we know judgment is coming. That's right. So let's pray to begin this part, part number 21 of my dear spiritual child letter. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for those that you have brought here today to hear your words, to be in your presence. Thank you for helping me to be a teacher But, Father, it's not me they need to hear. They need to hear you speaking through me. Your words of spirit and life. Only your Holy Spirit can do that for them. Because you are the great teacher. You are our spiritual teacher and shepherd. You are the one that helps us to understand. You remind us of things when we forget. You are our memory. You help us to live our lives every day with you. Sometimes you have to tell us to run, escape. Maybe in this nation that I just got spiritually offered to be a shepherd over. Maybe they believe their political leader of some bad things that weren't going to happen. Maybe they didn't pray and ask God if it was coming. Most people are secular. That means they don't even consider God in his prayers. But thank you, Father, that you helped this nation, these people. And now they're under your protection spiritually for their spirit. No matter what happens in their earthly nation or to their physical body, you got their souls, their spirits, and you have them in your hands. Father, we thank you now that you will be with us as you teach us more about you, about us, and about our enemy. In the name of Christ Jesus, amen. All right? 
This one, number 21, we're first going to deal with some scriptures from King David. The second came of the nation of Israel in the ancient days. The first king was King Saul. He disobeyed God two or three times. Now He had some excuses that sounded pretty good. But disobedience is disobedience. So he was de-anointed. The anointing lifted off of him. It was not inside of him yet. And when it lifted off, the enemy showed up an evil spirit that vexed him and tormented him, vexed his soul, caused him to hate and tried to kill young David, who got anointed as a young boy to replace Saul. So now we're going to hear from King David in Psalms 57, 4 through 6, from the authorized King James Bible. And the title of this that I gave it to it is Lions, Fire, Spears, and Arrows. Verse number 4. My soul is among lions. Now, you can look at that as he is saying, my soul, my mental emotions, and my mental part in my biological brain is among people that are speaking evil and threatening me. And it can also mean my spirit is in the realm of the spirit, and it is among spiritual lions. And I lie. Or I lie means I am among even them that are set on fire. What that means is their words are grievous to me. They're threatening, bullying me. Maybe they're just flames of fire, consuming, full of lust, wanting to burn whatever is in its way. And he goes on, even the sun's of men. The sons of men were our physical body and our soul. When you talk about the sons of God, that's the spirit, the forever person part of us. So when you read in the Bible, the sons of men, it's talking about the flesh creatures that we had become from our soul through the lust of the flesh the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, and our physical body, whose teeth are spears and arrows. What that means is their words, their thoughts, their ideas, their concepts, their teeth, okay? They want to eat you alive, cut you, tear you, shred you. They do it with words. They do it with looks. Their their souls are fierce, fighting, ferocious, tearing, ripping, shredding. And how is that done? We say that with little children. By school teachers teaching horrible things to little ones. Turning them against others by their skin color. Teaching through parents, words of violence and threatening, bullying, neglecting, rejecting, 
selling your children. It's done. The teeth are a part of speaking. Mm-hmm. David goes on and says their tongue is a sharp sword. God looks at words as a sword that can pierce your soul. Put a wound in it. Cut it to pieces. Plant seeds. Give you bruises. Destroy you by the tongue. The tongue is necessary for the biological body to speak out. But your soul has a tongue. When you think private thoughts in your mind of the biological body, it speaks. It has to have a tongue. Your spirit has a tongue, has a mouth and teeth. May not look like what you have, but he's trying to show you in the natural world what it look what is out there in the realm of the spirit. So in verse number five, King David goes on and says, Be you spiritually exalted, O God, above the heavens. Even in his times of the lions and the spears and the arrows were there. Words were coming against him. The attacks, the bullying, the threatening. In the spirit, soul, and physical body. He is praising God. Be you spiritually exalted. O God above the heavens. That means above the atmosphere, above space, beyond all the galaxies, above where I can't see you. The third heaven is what it's called. Let your spiritual glory be above all the earth. Do you do that when you're being bullied? Do you praise the Lord? Do you think about him? King David learned how to do that out in the fields as a young boy, as a shepherd over his father's sheep. They were not his. The pastures and the land were not his. He learned how to protect and be a warrior. And in those times, he would look to God in the heavens and knew there was a God. He could hear him, see him, even in the sheep. In nature, he knew God was beyond everything that he could see. He was a God that was above the heavens, beyond the stars, the galaxies, the, the moon. He had a glory that was beyond and above the earth. Verse number six. This is David now speaking to this God. This God of heaven. This God whose glory, he says, was above all the earth. They have spiritually prepared a spiritual net for my steps. He's telling us, God, these evil, wicked people, these lions, these teeth that are like spears and arrows, and their tongue is a sharp sword. He says they have prepared a spiritual net For my steps, your enemy wants to capture you, cause you to stumble, entrap you, maybe through bewitchment, spells of concealment, stab you with a morgor blade that turns you into shadow, living but dead, 
dead, but sort of alive. David is pleading to his God, saying, these people, they've prepared a net for me. My soul is spiritually bowed down. I'm depressed. I'm weary. I'm fearful. I'm frightened. I'm paralyzed. I ache because there are people coming after me, preparing entrapment for me, lying to me, providing misinformation and disinformation, lying to me right over the news media, putting their hands on Bibles and holy books and lying to me, lying to me about you, lying. My spirit, my and my soul, he says, is spiritually bowed down in heaviness and grief and mourning and sadness. I have no strength anymore. I've been fighting their teeth and their words and their swords and their spears and their arrows. I have no strength left. I'm weary. There's no hope, he says. Many who are hopeless and are considering suicide are here. They have no strength anymore, no shield to protect them. And the enemy is coming to entrap them. They, these evil, wicked people, or spiritual things, have spiritually digged a spiritual pit before me. If you ever watch how they trap a lot of wild animals, they dig a big pit, get the animal in a net, put the net above it, and it would fall into the pit, unaware, because it'd be covered up. They lay in wait, he says. They build hidden, deceptive traps, pits, that I will fall into. Into the spiritual mist whereof they themselves have spiritually fallen. This was King David praying to his God about lions and fire and spears and arrows. And I learned that David was crying out in pain and agony and fear, torment. He had no strength left in his soul or spirit. That is how you have been. Can't change yourself. You can't change others. Nothing ever happens. You sell your soul to the devil, so to speak. Doesn't help. The pleasures last but a moment. And then you become evil creatures yourself. And he is saying, they're all around me. Help me. You, oh God, who are exalted above the heavens. And God had to help me to see you. In your deep cries of your soul and spirit. And he used King David at this time to help me see you. I needed to see you so I would understand God himself reaching out to you. This was thousands of years before God and his son went to a cross. But it helped me to see why the cross was necessary. And what it would provide. When King David died. His spirit was not yet born again. And he descended. Into a part of hell. 
and was put into a prison cell, waiting, waiting, waiting for the Christ, the risen Lord, the King of the King of Heaven, the Son of the living God, to come and free them and birth them anew. Oh, yeah, heaven was populated, filled with people waiting, ruled under Satan, who had the keys to hell, death, and the grave, the authority to keep them away from God's presence because they were not yet filled and returned, redeemed back unto the heavenly father that would come later. So King David is trying to tell us of deep things about our soul, our physical body, and our spirit. And I had to learn that. God had me study so I could learn about you, so I would understand him and what his plans were and his heart's desires for you. So I would send this out in this book, in this letter. Now I'm going to switch to another motion video as I read the next part to you. So I'll be right back. Wow, look at this wonderful motion video. Yeah, it's a from Pixabay. And it's going to help us to hear this next little part of the letter. And it's entitled, From Slavery to Freedom. This was given to me, dictated to me, by God himself for you. And he wants you to hear him calling to you. To the Davids when you're so down like David was. And maybe you're in the pit. Covered with a net and cannot get out. And you are so depressed. Hopeless. Weak. So listen. He's talking to you. From slavery to freedom. Children. Children. You will all spiritually. Live. The long spiritual wait is over. Boy, David would have liked to have heard that. And he did after the cross when Christ Jesus went into hell. And he got the keys from Satan himself, who was given them. Because Satan's original purpose as Lucifer was a covering sheriff. He was to protect the presence of God and his glory from anything of sin. So Satan took that and said, oh, you don't have the Holy Spirit, King David. You in sin, buddy. You disobeyed just like, but I still got the keys to hell, death, and the grave. I control your spirit here in hell because I'm the keeper of the prison. Well, Christ, after his death, went into hell because the sin that he put in him and on him was mine and yours and King David's, all of humanity's for all of time. That got him in. And after just a little bit, poof, it was all gone. And there he was, a sinless spirit. And the Holy Spirit came back. And he walked up to Satan and said, you no longer are the authority over hell, death, and the grave. I am. I take it back from you. 
Mm -hmm. We see that a lot when you're dealing with uh, earthly monarchs. And they strip some of the dukes and uh, kings or some of the princesses of their power, their authority, their titles, maybe their patronages. Strip them. Take it away. And it goes back to the king or the queen. Because it's theirs by right of creation. The keys, the authority, the dominion over hell, death, and the grave. He took it back and gave it to his father. Then his father said to all that believe in you, my son, my word, my sacrifice, the lamb that was on the cross. You give those keys of hell, death, and the grave to them. You give that to them as their authority now on earth. So I got them. My job is to help you to come back into the presence of God. That's right. It's a wonderful story. If you have, Maybe we'll get to it in another time. So God is going the long spiritual wait for your redemption and salvation is over. I've come. My spiritual agape love and light can spiritually touch you. My spiritual agape love and light will spiritually heal you. We needed healing. You heard that from King David. We needed strength and power. And when you read Isaiah 61 and 62, you will see our great need. In the first verses of Isaiah 61, we needed help spiritually. And Christ's death on the cross paid a price for that healing, made a bridge for God to send his light down and into you. And you will be spiritually healed. My spiritual agape love and light is spiritually real. Most in the multi-generational Satanism, they had heard about him. They knew he went to a cross. This Christ Jesus, they know he died. But they don't believe he ever got up, never was resurrected. And that's a way in other religions also. He's just a teacher, just a prophet, just another man. But you, they learned through Pastor Deborah through demonstrations of his spiritual power, that he is real and alive. You will spiritually all come to know that my spiritual love, agape, and my light, my knowledge and truth is here. So step out of your darkness, your ignorance, and into my agape light. And love. The heavenly father. God the most high. Agape love himself. He wrote that to you. So step out of the darkness. The ignorance. That you have about him. About yourself. And into the presence. Of light. Of truth. And life. He will bring life. Out of death. He will create you a new creature 
that he can fill you with his light and glory. He will strengthen you, make you wise. He will help your spirit, your forever person. So from slavery to freedom, he is calling you to come and see that he is real. His light is real. His agape love is real. It's here for you today, right now, here in the garden. And when you get back in your body, it'll still be here in you if you want it. He's not a rapist. He will not force it on you. He will not threaten you with it or death if you don't take it. He will not attack you. Oh, you do get attacked. David told us that. But it's not by him. It's by the other evil, wicked human spirits and evil spiritual spirits. That's right. The attacks are real. The vexation, the torment, the words, the bullying, the war, the threats, the pits, the nets, they're real. And he says, I know it. And I know how you feel, David. I see your weakness and your moaning. I know. So come to me. Just have a little belief. David had a big belief because he met him out in the pastures as a child. David got away from that when he got in power as the king. He gave in to his soul, this lust of his eyes, when he saw a naked Bathsheba bathing on her housetop. He was out of place. He was supposed to be with his soldiers protecting Israel. He was bored. He was already married, had children. But his eyes, his lust looked and he desired. And he took Bathsheba. And he killed Uriah to have her, became a murderer, an adulterer. He stole another person's property. And a death will occur, and it was the child. Now, David pleaded for forgiveness for Bathsheba and him, and God granted him by killing him. The adult, the wicked adult that David had become, died. In the Holy of Holies. And the child was born again. You want to see that happen? You go watch the movie. David and Bathsheba. With Gregory Peck. And Susan Hayward. Excellent. His prayer to God. His recognition of his sins. His asking to be killed. And to spare Bathsheba. The nation of Israel itself. Was being vexed. Lack of rain and famine. No protection. Because of the king's sins. That's what happens even in presidents. Prime ministers. You get out of line. You don't take this God. You are not protected. Your people are not. In this one nation that came to me. The president brought all the people. They had nowhere to go. Spiritually. Had no protection. I sent out legions of my angels. They sit under one general. His name is Light. And he went. He will protect them spiritually against the spiritual enemies. 
God owns the earth, but he has let it be filled with blood and violence because he's going to destroy it. Fold it up as an old garment. The physical body of every human must die. Even if you get healed, it will die. It will give way. It is a part of this earth. The soul that you have, your thoughts will die with it. And if you're not born again and separated by Hebrews 4.12, that soul will be your mind and your covering of your spirit. And it will send you to bad places. And your soul, who's supposed to be the helpmate of the spirit, will drive you to hell. Will keep you in ignorance. So Pastor Deborah had to learn about a new way of teaching and coming to you. We just bypass the soul. We go past your mentals, your biological brain. We go into the realm of the spirit, that realm where you'll hear people say, I have many others inside of me. I had a near-death experience. I left my body. I disassociated. The people upon their earthly death hope they go into this light through a tunnel. Because at that moment, they want life and beauty, not hell. They know. So he is saying, come out of slavery. Come to freedom. Come to me. My agape love is here. It's real. Come and learn of me. And know that I am real. So step out of the darkness. The ignorance of this God. Of King David. The God of Israel. The God of the cross. Christ Jesus. The father of Jesus Christ himself. Pastor Deborah's father. My God. My Savior, and into his presence of light, truth, and life. So come, just have the desire, and it's done. Come as individuals, come as families, come, come as nations, businesses, come. He is here. He was there for King David. Oh, your earthly life may be a mess, but you'll start making better decisions. And when the earthly life gives way, maybe in war, bombings, death, cancer, COVID, your spirit, that forever person of you will live on and you will go to the very presence of God in the kingdom of of heaven, and then you will get to come back to a new earth with a new body, and we'll start all over again. But while you're in heaven, please grow, grow up. And if you get a chance here on earth, read the Bible, watch it on YouTube, listen to it, grow, feed on it. That's his words to you. I get all of this out of the Bible. So come and be born again, a child of the light child of freedom, no longer of slavery, where lions and fire and spears and arrows can come against you. They do come after Pastor Deborah. I can sense him, but I have 13 angels around me. 
They cover me and hide me under cloaks of invisibility. They take me places so I can go into the deep darkness. They protect the homeland where I live. I am not bit down in weariness. Oh, there's nets spread out there in pits for me. But God will tell me, don't go that way. Stay at home today. Don't turn down that road. Don't talk to that person. Cut yourself off from that person. Religion tries to snare you into traditions and culture and doctrines of division. So come. His light is here. He is sending down his agape love out of the heaven that is beyond space and time, beyond the galaxies that we see with our eyes, out of the realm of the spirit. Come. He's waiting for you to get to know him, to meet him, so he can love on you and fill you with his love. Agape. Father, we thank you for this time, this teaching, this wonderful letter that you wrote to them. Father, thank you for all that you have brought here to hear your words to them and to hear from King David. Father, you be about your work. Fulfill Isaiah 61 and 62. Give them a Hebrews 4.12 experience. Birth them anew as a child of the light. Put your hedge of protection around their spirits. Guide them and lead them away from all snares and traps. Put a shield when the teeth come and the spears and the words come. Help them. Father, they are your inheritance. You have an everlasting covenant with all of humanity. Father. You've never left us or forsook us. You had to turn away for a long time because our flesh was too evil. And your beauty and your glory would kill us. Father, thank you for creating a new earth for us, making us new creatures where we have never sinned before to be about your work. Thank you, Father, for all you've done for us and help us now. We who seek after you, that we may step out of slavery and into the light of freedom and your presence. In the name of Christ Jesus, amen. Okay, I'll see you in the next part of my dear spiritual child letter from Agape Love himself. Bye.